0: Hello, everyone, and a warm welcome to Ben Squared, an Invesco podcast seeking to share insights on the major market events in just 10 minutes. Uh, I'm Ben Gutteridge, Director of Model Portfolios and resident NPC, and I'm joined by Ben Jones, Director of Macro Research and our resident OG. What's up, Benny J? How are you?
1: I'm very good. I'm a little bit surprised by this, this language
0: you're, you're coming <laughs> up with. You're
1: obviously really down with the kids at the moment. I, I'm That's very good. much not.
0: <laughs> well, look, Ben, you, you've, you've picked up on it perfectly there. And I just sort of clear up any confusion. I am uh, using some, I guess, some terminology my 10 year old has just started using. It turns out that uh, an NPC, do you want to have a guess what an NPC is? I'm assuming
1: that's non-playable character because I watch Free Guy at the weekend. Is oh,
0: well, right? there you go. Yeah, non- non-player character, sort of a touch peripheral. And I think that's sort of a good way to describe my role here, Ben, of mm-hmm. course. And then uh, we have uh, an OG. Any idea on, on what that is?
1: That one, I don't
0: know. What is OG. It is an original gangster, and I understand it's the highest compliment that can be paid. And it's about, you know, describing the star of the show. So anyway, I thought it was a really good way to describe the the dynamic we've got uh, here, Ben. But uh, as as much fun as it is to share edgy sort of Surrey trash talk with you, uh, I think it's even more fun to talk about uh, the recent earnings season. Don't you think, OG? I think it is. It's
1: been an interesting earnings season, actually, and there's, there's a little bit for everybody in there, I must say.
0: Well, look, before we, uh, well, keen to talk about it, but before we do that, I want to uh, share with the audience that this recording is intended for UK professional investors only, should not be considered as investment advice, and that any capital invested is always capital at risk. Finally, do hang on after the conversation is concluded to hear some additional important disclaimers. OK, Ben, let's get into it. Uh, Q2 earnings season. Uh, I wonder, was it sort of the same old routine where management talked down expectations only by and large to uh, to to surpass those that that low hurdle. Uh, well, the short answer
1: is yes. Um, the earnings season was better better than expected. Um, the bar was quite low, so um, wasn't necessarily the hardest bar to beat. Um, if we look at the US, uh, for example, around about 80% of companies beat expectations, and that number sounds very high, but when you put it in the context of a normal earnings season. If we go back about the last decade or so, 70% of companies feed expectations. It is good, but it's not sort of super, super good. Um, in, the U- in the Europe and Japan, it's about 60%, again above um, historical norms. So in that sense, this was a normal earnings season, better
0: than expected. What about um, so we talk about earnings season as earnings, don't we? Uh, but yep. of course, the sales component as well. Was that uh, was that was there a similar trend here on sales relative to to the past?
1: Well, that's a really good point, because that is where actually there was still sort of better than than expected sales numbers, but not anywhere near to the same degree as we would normally expect. So you could then say, actually, that's a bit disappointing, um, because you want to compare against historical norms. So earnings better than expected, I would say, sales much less so.
0: Okay, right. Well, there's one uh, point of interest that you picked out. Was there anything else of significance that you think uh, uh, that sort of stood out and you want to share with the audience? Well,
1: um, I guess part of that, um, putting those sales and those earnings numbers um, together, what it also means is that uh, margins held up um, better than expected. Now, margins were um, peaked out last year, they've come a bit lower. um, But I think the surprise is also that those margins are not being compressed quite as quickly as, as people perhaps feared um, or um, or expected. Um, but the biggest, um, I think, interesting takeaway from this earnings season, and certainly where there's been a lot of commentary recently, is in the price reaction to those surprises. So where companies have beaten expectations, um, the degree of outperformance of those companies after those earnings have been reported um, was nowhere near as strong as we would normally expect. And in fact, for some of those companies where the beats were relatively small, sort of in the the zero to one standard deviation kind of level. You actually even saw some underperformance of some of those companies in the immediate aftermath of earnings season. It was really only the companies that really sort of knocked it out of the park and and beat earnings by a big degree is where you got more significant um, outperformance. On the other end of the spectrum, what was more normal is where you got companies missing earnings, and particularly if they missed earnings and they missed on the sales side, then they, those companies were punished. And that is sort of normal behavior. But that bit around the sort of out, un, the lack of outperformance of companies to beat earnings, that was a little bit surprising.
0: I mean, is that, uh, you know, reflecting on market performance this year, perhaps that isn't quite such a shot because markets have been strong, you know. So mm. if you perform on earnings, you know, you've already enjoyed some of those uh, gains. Whereas actually, if you disappoint, then, you know, you're going to have to, you, you, you'll get Punished for it. Might, might that explain some of the pattern here?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I think, obviously, look, the, if you look over the course of the last six months, or actually, yeah, let's look over the last year to date um, and think of break down what has driven earnings. Sorry, what has driven prices over the course of this year? It's been predominantly multiple um, expansion. So that's sort of building up your sort of expectations of um, future earnings growth and, and things like that. Revenue growth has always has also contributed a little bit to um, to those positive returns that we've seen equities over. This year. Um, but if you see sort of that multiple expansion and then you don't necessarily get the, the scale of the degree of, uh, of beats that perhaps you might like, then you can see suddenly, as I say, some of that give back on uh, multiples. And that's partly what we saw in, um, in July and part of August, where we've seen um, equities just that little bit weaker over that period.
0: Okay, so we've, we've got some commentary on earnings, uh, the earnings season. What about? In the context of the trends that we might have seen prior, you know, thinking about year over year performance, are earnings trends looking more encouraging or is it playing into a sort of a slowdown narrative?
1: Again, it's a really um, sort of mixed picture. So if you just look at the the headline numbers, um, earnings growth for the S&P or for the um, the stock 600, for example, um, were down um, year on year. Actually, if you look at Japan on the topics, earnings actually grew for the the headline index um, year on year. But in Europe and the US, if you strip out um, energy and materials, so the commodity sectors, and we know we've seen falling commodity prices um, over the last um, 12 months or so. Actually, if you strip out those two sectors, you saw that earnings did grow. Year on year for the um, for the rest of the, the market, um, significantly for places like um, consumer discretionary, um, industrials is quite strong um, as, as well in the um, in the US. Um, I think the, the consumer discretionary one is an interesting one because again we sort of we've had this strength of the consumer for quite a long period coming out of COVID, and the, the questions that keep coming up and up and up again and again is when is the consumer going to slow down? When are they going to run out of savings? When are they going to start to sort of retrench? And when are we going to see some weakness in that area? And and thus far, we haven't really um, seen it. We're seeing that in other data as well, like um, credit card data in the US, for example, Um, people are still spending on on their credit cards. And that means actually the consumer sector continuing to hold up longer than many people, myself included, thought that it would do.
0: Okay, so again, the earnings season isn't just about the numbers that are presented, it's about any inference from uh, management guidance. Um, Was there anything, I mean, I know obviously case by case basis, but was there anything from a macro level you would point out in the guidance?
1: Yeah, and I think that's where it gets really interesting is, as you say, you can do this by numbers. You can also do it by words. And so it's becoming easier and easier nowadays with the advent of technology to be able to look across the markets and sectors and say, well, what are the general trends of what people are saying about um, company earnings and specifically what are executives saying about their earnings on um, their, their in those earnings calls and looking at those transcripts? So a few things sort of pop out um, if we look back over recent years. Now, we know that over recent years, there was this big fear around labour shortages so only in sort of 21 and early 22, a lot of those fears are dissipating. Something that we were seeing in Q1 earnings season was that a lot more companies were talking about job cuts and, and laying off staff. And that was um, focused predominantly in the tech and the financial sector. Um, but interestingly enough, that started to moderate somewhat. So there's less talk of, of layoffs um, there. Now, I would probably take that as a bit of a positive. That suggests that actually we shouldn't be then worrying about weakness in the labor market um, um, going forward. Again, something that I was sort of starting to look at and getting a little bit nervous um, about. The one area, though, that I think does worry me um, from broad macro perspective, and this is true if you look at US um, uh, transcripts or you look at European transcripts, is a lot more companies are talking about destocking. So running down um, inventories that they've uh, that they've got, um, and that to me suggests something about demand. And obviously, we know how destocking feeds into the GDP numbers. It tends to feed through into weaker um, GDP numbers. Um, so the talk of destocking really has matched up a lot higher, and it's much much higher than anything that we've seen over the last um, decade um, or so. So that would be a big big concerning factor. And I'd say that's something where you will point to, or the bears will point to um, future um, weakness coming down the pipeline. Um, And then the other one that jumps out in particular, uh, of course, um, and a colleague of mine said this to me the other day, he just returned from paternity leave and goes, well, I just looked at my inbox and every fifth email is about um, artificial intelligence. And if you look at company transcripts, Every fifth company transcript is talking about um, uh, artificial um, intelligence um, as well, and that's true in both the u s and um, and Europe as well so everyone's talking about AI
0: well um Ben you're giving us so much useful information here it's great, but mm-hmm. at, uh, even as host, I just want to be get get some clarity on what you think this might tell us about uh, about the future tra- trajectory of uh, mm-hmm. earnings or is it is there not enough simply in the earnings? Uh, to, to get a good read on that?
1: No, look, I mean, I, mean, I can have a, a stab at what I think is going to happen. There's always a degree of un, uncertainty there. But I think for me, this earnings season has definitely been um, better than expected. I think it's a little bit concerning that those surprises weren't rewarded as much as perhaps we might have hoped they they were going to be. And I think if we start to dig into some of the, the details on some areas, there are some signs of, of cracks um, coming through. Um, on those earnings um, for in future earnings seasons. The other thing that we've noted is that um, guidance and um, earnings momentum, so what analysts are saying about future earnings expectations is starting to rise, which means as we then go into Q3 and into Q4 earnings season, the bar is going to be that little bit higher, um, and then it might be harder to to clear um, as well. So um, I'm a little bit nervous about some of the, the future um, earnings trends, as I say, and I am concerned that at some point the the consumer has to start to slow down um, a little bit um, as well, and the fact that the sales surprises were weaker um, in a um, sort of high inflation environment. That for me is a is a bit of a concern um, as well. So I think um, we've got some some challenges in the latter part of, uh, of this year. Um, but I will hold my hands up and say, look, I've, there's been a lot of things this year that have, have surprised and surprised on the on the positive um, side of things. So we've got to keep um, a very open mind. But but I'm a little bit little bit nervous um, for the for the outlook for the second half.
0: Okay, right. Thanks, Ben. I think we better wrap it up there. Lots to reference in uh, future podcasts as we see how the earnings performance uh, develops. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you in in a couple of weeks time on whatever events are troubling markets or indeed fueling markets, but uh, a very balanced assessment as Boys there ben really really appreciate that if you want to hear more from ben uh, get in touch with your relationship manager uh to enjoy some of the output that uh, he, he produces but uh before you go please do listen to the following investment risks and information uh, the value of investments of any income will fluctuate this may partly be the result of exchange rate fluctuations and investors may not get back the full amount invested uh, the podcast is intended for uk professional clients only and is not for consumer use Views and opinions are based on current market conditions and are subject to change. This is marketing material and not financial advice. It is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any particular asset class security or strategy. Regulatory requirements that require impartiality of investment or investment strategy recommendations are therefore not applicable, nor are any prohibitions to trade before publication issued by Invesco Asset Management Limited, authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.